Welcome to The Verb with Heather Hallman, where each week she explores a different life-changing verb in the Bible to connect you with Jesus and a new way to live each day. With your host, Dr. Heather Hallman. Welcome back to The Verb. I'm your host, Heather Holloman. Today's podcast is probably one of the more difficult of the verbs um, I'm looking at. It's still that verb, chose, that God chose us, but it's this notion in Romans 8 that God chose us to become like His Son. Think about Romans 8, 29. Those He foreknew, He also predestined to be conformed to the image of His Son. So chosen people become like Jesus. Now, this sent me on a journey, a really funny journey, and I don't want you to be discouraged because this isn't like, oh, let's just try to become like Jesus. That's the goal of our life. Charles Spurgeon says that's actually impossible, that the way to become like Christ is to be more filled with the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit's job is to conform you to the image of Christ, so you're not doing this in your own strength. Um, Elizabeth Prentice in her journal, Stepping Heavenward, says this, there's no use in trying to engraft an opposite nature on one's own. What I am, that I must be, except as God changes me into his own image. And everything brings me back to that, my supreme desire. So it's this idea of, okay, this is really important. God wants us to become like the sun. And I thought, you know, this seems like I've you know, I don't talk about this a lot. I don't think about this a lot. Like, who is Jesus? What is he really like? And I was just looking through theologian Richard Foster's article, Becoming Like Christ, because I was like, well, what have other people said about this? Because there's, it just seems like such an expansive topic. What, how am I most like Christ? And he says this, the daring goal of the Christian life could be summarized as our being formed, conformed, and transfer transformed into the image of Christ. This daring goal of becoming like Jesus is, os- is often falling to the background of our lives as we're seeking relationship satisfaction, career success, or ministry impact. We forget this idea that actually we exist for Jesus to become like Jesus. Um, John Stott, in his final um, address that was recorded in Time Magazine in 2005, He says, what is God's purpose for his people? This ultimate goal that he wrestled with is he said this, quote, I want to share with you where my mind has come to rest as I approach the end of my pilgrimage on earth. It is this, God wants his people to become like Christ, for Christ-likeness is the will of God for the people of God, end of quote. So I began to just ask the Lord, I want to become like you. I want to become like Jesus. Please produce the life of Christ in me. And I just began to take notes in scripture, like how do I imitate the life of love that Jesus has? And I began to just put that down. You know, Jesus is divine love. He lives a life of love. In Romans 12, 9, 21, Paul talks about this sacrificial loving life, and he writes, let your love be genuine. He argues that among many characteristics that genuine love shows honor to others. It offers hospitality. It contributes to the needs of others. It associates with people no one else cares about. Instead of living a self-serving life, chosen people reveal Jesus through lives that love as only he can love. 
Now, right now, at the time of this podcast, I'm just journeying with Jesus to sort of think, okay, I am most like him when I am serving, when I am suffering, and when I'm seeking and saving the lost. I was like, you know, I as I look through the New Testament, as I take notes, and I think, how does Jesus actually behave? I just think, Lord, transform me into the nature of a servant. Transform me, like Philippians 2 says, that I would not you know, try to make a name for myself, but I would humble myself and take on the nature of a servant. So my first question for you today is, what would it look like if you approached your neighbors, your family, your workplace, and you said, I want to take on the nature of a servant? How can I bless you? How can I make your dreams come true? How can I make your interests more important than mine? Now, as I thought, you know, and that's just one aspect that God's teaching me about that servanthood. And and then I thought, you know, as I read the New Testament, I found this other funny aspect of Jesus that I thought, oh, I really need to grow in this area. And it's this interesting thing, you know, Jesus loves children, and he loves the brokenhearted, and he loves to associate with people no one else will hang out with, and that is not who I am. Even just starting with the children thing, Jesus adores children. He blesses them. He wants them to hang around him. And at the time I had read that, I was hosting a dinner party, and some of the couples were going to bring their young children. And I was just like seething in my kitchen because I do not enjoy young children. When I think of, and and it's a confession right now, you know, toddlers, they're sticky. (laughs) You know, they run around, they make a mess of things. And I found myself as this older mom being like, I do not want to be around these young children. Lord, help me love them like you love them. Help me bless children. Because I just didn't enjoy being a mother of young children. It was hard. I didn't have patience. Well, as if, you know, in some divine joke, it was really funny because I was thinking, Jesus, I want to be like you, even in your love of children. The children's ministry director of our church emailed me at that very moment, that very moment, and said, Heather, I have been praying, and I really think I want you to be the storyteller for the children in March. I want you to serve our children and dress up and be the storyteller, the biblical storyteller. I was like, me? No, I'm a college instructor. I'm a mom of teens. Everyone knows I am a rusty, crusty, irritable old person who does not like to be around young children. You have contacted the wrong person. But I knew that the Lord was inviting me to conform to the image of Christ and even the love of children. So yes, I became the storyteller for the month of March, and I prayed that Jesus would help me love the children more and more. So that's just one example. As you read the New Testament, every time you see Jesus doing something, make note in your journal, this is how Jesus behaves. You know, I love even things like Jesus is very obedient. He doesn't have a spirit of rebellion. Think about where Jesus says the son does nothing by himself. He can only do what he sees his father doing, because whatever the father does, the son also does. I just love it that Jesus knows that He wants to obey what the Father asks him to do. He follows the exact instructions of the the Father. And I thought, well, okay, there's something about Jesus that submits to authority, even though he is the the image of the invisible God. Things like this, I'm just overwhelmed with this idea of what does it mean to live like Jesus? Now, here's a question for you that may change your life forever. What would Jesus do if he had your day, your time, your resources, your personality, who would he spend time with? 
I wrote in my journal that day, well, I know the the verse that says in Psalm 34, the Lord is near to the brokenhearted and he saves those who are crushed in spirit. And I made a list of some people in my neighborhood who I thought were brokenhearted. And I was writing a little paragraph about what it would mean to serve brokenhearted people. And my phone rang and I literally was like, no, I'm too busy. I'm writing about brokenhearted people. I didn't answer the phone. Then there was a knock at my door and I was like, I don't want to answer that. I'm too busy writing about brokenhearted people. And it was a woman in my neighborhood who was in distress and she needed help. She was brokenhearted and she needed someone to serve her. And I was so busy thinking about becoming like Jesus that I was missing these opportunities to literally act out his love in my neighborhood. So right now I'm learning that I'm most like Jesus when I'm serving in the power of the Holy Spirit to people who normally wouldn't get attention, the brokenhearted children, people on the outskirts of society. So that's just one of those principles that chosen people are conformed to the image of his son. When I'm confused about God's plan for my life and unsure of what to do with my day, I remember the invitation to live like Jesus as I care for the brokenhearted and for children. And that's just one of the many aspects I've been exploring. I can't wait for you to join the podcast next week where we'll look at another aspect of what it means to live in our chosen identity. Thank you for listening to The Verb with Heather Holloman. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And remember, new episodes every Friday. This episode was brought to you by my friends at Moody Publishers. I have loved publishing my books with Moody because they donate every dollar of profit to the Moody Bible Institute. So when you purchase my book, you help train the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about my books with Moody Publishers at heatherholloman.com.